Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Anything About Everything podcast. Hey, Jetty, back up in this thing. I'm ready. What's happening? <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys for fucking with me for yet another week of this uh, very new podcast that has basically taken over my life, <laughs> among other things. I just want to say thank you for the um, for the new listeners, for the thank you to the new the new listeners, to the old listeners. Old as in um, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from a month ago when uh, I was actually recording music from my cell phone. Uh, you guys fucked with me even back then, and you know you're you're amazing. <laughs> okay, you're amazing for doing so. So thank you. Shout out to all you out you all out there. Shout out to our international listeners. I was listening. I was looking at my um, my uh, insights on SoundCloud and on a couple other platforms. I got I got listeners in France. What is happening? Hello, bonjour. Okay, <laughs> uh, I saw some uh, some listeners from uh, Great Britain and also Germany. So thank you for fucking with me. I really do appreciate it. And ah. Uh, Thank you, everybody. I'm I'm truly humbled and I'm truly blessed. And y'all literally keep me going. Because let me tell you something. A bitch just started um, grad school this week. And it's it's not a game. It's not a game. I'm behind. (laughs) Truly, I'm behind. But I need a little bit of pressure to keep me to get me going. So it's it's all good. It's going to be it's going to be fine. You know, I'm I'm an A student. So um, listen, we're going to work it out. Uh, moving on to the drink of the pod. So I'm trying a new wine here. It's it's kind of, it's a red blend, but they call it a red wine by a winery called uh, Bar Dog that's out of uh, California. Uh, it's their 2018 vintage or wine. Uh, it's not vintage, but it's their, it's their uh, 2018 line I guess you could say um it's a spicy red wine with hints of plum pepper and cocoa beans let me tell you this shit is spicy nigga okay it's very spicy it's kind of a mix of a a Cabernet Sauvignon and a Merlot and a Shiraz so it's super super yummy um I'm getting my whole life and drinking uh away the day because let me tell you these people were getting on my nerves today oh my god I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to spill all the tea as to why people were getting on my nerves, but trust me, nerves were tested today. And I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I won. (laughs) I don't know if I won. I think I, I think it was even, it was, I think it was a draw. (laughs) Moving on, moving on to the songs of the pod. Listen, listen, listen. This week I'm going to try to do something a little different. Uh, mainly because I'm in a mood. I'm in like a really like aggressive mood, but I'm also trying to war against my um my inclination my my mo if you if you will to just play slow jams all day (laughs) like i mean i love music i love i love hip-hop i love rock i love i mean i I even have a a couple uh country songs i'll jig to but let me tell you something uh r&b legit has my heart like if it sounds like it's uh, it's on somebody's sex playlist it's probably in my phone and <laughs> you got to be a sick individual to work out the slow jams. But listen to me. I've done it. I, I've, I've absolutely done it. Have done it. You got to be a sick nigga to fucking uh, go on a, a five mile run to, to the Isley Brothers. But <laughs> listen, 
have done it. I've absolutely crushed myself to some of the slowest songs you've ever heard in your life. And people will hear what the fuck I'm listening to. They'll be like, how do you work out today? I'm like, listen, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm on another level saying, don't, don't, don't worry about what I got going on in my phone. Okay, my headphones. So anyways, the first song of the pod is by an, art- an artist named Her. I don't know if you've never heard of Her. <laughs> Not her. Heard of her. I don't know where you've been living, but you I don't know. Maybe you've been li- living in Pensacola. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> but anyways, this is uh, the remix to Slide featuring Pop Smoke, A Boogie with a Hoodie, and Chris Brown. This is my little shit right here. I mean, thank you for being honest, sir. Sometimes you just gotta be honest. Be honest. <laughs> a lot of y'all would get farther in life if you were just, you know, or not necessarily in life. Some some people trash, but some of y'all would get further where you trying to go <laughs> if you were just a little bit honest. Men in particular, men and women. If you're just trying to fuck each other, like for real, hey, don't come out right, right out and say it like that though. You know, you gotta be, you gotta have a little bit of finesse. Some of y'all niggas going out of Come on. But we love when y'all gas us though. No, put gas in my tank. I need it. <laughs> I can't be on E. <laughs> hey. I mean, thank you, sis. <laughs> hey. I mean, just a whole vibe. A whole vibe. A whole vibe. That's just slaps. You already know. You already know what type of time I'm on, yo. So that was her featuring Pop Smoke, uh, A Boogie with a Hoodie, and Chris Brown. A whole vibe. Now, I, I got a few more songs. I'm, I might just have a jam session. Like, that's the type of mood I'm in today, if you really want to be, like, clear about it. Because today, it's it's Saturday. I'm recording the pod on a Saturday, and people are just testing my patience. Like, I promise you. I almost had to slap somebody. Not really, but you know, in my head, because <laughs> you know, I, I'm I've been told that I am violent, and I, I'm trying to war against that. You know, I'm a peaceful warrior. I really am. So, anyways, uh, moving on to the second song in the pod. This is by an artist out of California, Kaylani. Beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, the name of the song is "Can I?" And let me tell you something. Sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot, ladies. You just gotta shoot your shot. I said I wasn't gonna play no slow jams. I lied. <laughs> it's my podcast, nigga. What else? Hey. What else? Hey. Yeah, singing like a leisure. Yes, Sometimes. <laughs> don't ask how he know me, sis. You don't want to know. In fact, he don't know me. Just assume he don't. Okay. Listen, sis. Sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot. And the fucked up thing is, she said, I don't want to see you, but then she said, Can I come over? Come on now. Ladies, we gotta get together. 
I love that song. I, don't, I can't. I can't tell you how many how many mornings I've actually ran to that song. That's when I tell you that R and B is legit my heart. That's what I, I mean. I love hip hop too, and I'm gonna get into some um, some hip hop songs too because. I'm just, I'm in a mood. I feel like having a little jam session, really, and putting putting people all up on some games. So, um, the second, but these are the, the these first three are the songs of the pod. And I'm going to go into, you know, some possibles and just, you know, kind of vibe out. Because I'm, I'm really just, mm, I'm just feeling it. So, anyways, moving on. Omarion put out a project last year at the end of 2020. And I feel like it did not get the respect that it was due. Um, Omarion, yo, he's he's mad talented and a petty king. I stand, I stand a petty king. Let the nigga roll up something special. For me? <laughs> Just kidding. No, I've never indulged in the, in the marijuana, but you know, y'all have a blast. Can I get deep in? I mean, we don't, but we like to. Some people want. I don't know, but anyways, that was the third song of the pod. Omarion featuring Wale uh, with Mutual. Everybody hates on Wale, and I really don't understand why because Wale is is actual. He's actually dope. So I'm gonna play a couple more songs off this album simply because I believe it did not get the um, you know, it didn't get the attention that it deserved. And I mean, like, and this album was. Dope, excuse me. Mm. Come on, he said I'm trying to capture the essence of being unbothered. Same, same. This is Can You Hear Me featuring T Pain. somebody but they respect them let me tell you something if i don't like you i don't respect you <laughs> and if i don't respect you i don't like you i'm just saying <laughs> let's be clear if i don't let, if i don't fucking like you if i don't respect you nah fuck you nigga <laughs> so anyways um uh moving on to uh i just feel like playing a couple more songs off this not just this album i'm just gonna play some music for y'all because that's not that's the type of mood i'm in right now 
Especially off this album, son, because this album was actually pretty dope. This is uh, Omarion featuring Ghostface Killer. I ain't even done. I can see why you put Ghost on this. Batman just got poisoned to somebody's old lady. Shut up, guys. Something like that, you know? This is a fucking Wu-Tang beat if I ever heard it. Them flutes, nigga? Straight up. The flutes sound like they belong on 36 chambers. Come on now. I ran to this song so many times as well. I like the Because you know, Ghostface Killers on there. Um, I know a lot of people feel a way about logic. I know a lot of people do, and I'm here to tell you that you gotta have to get over it <laughs> because logic got some good shit, yo. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie, he's got some good shit on his. I forgot what album this was. Oh, wait, it was uh, was it Frank Sinatra? Let me look it up. Okay. YSIV, Young Sinatra 5, or Young Sinatra 4, excuse me. He actually had, he brought together Wu-Tang for a song called Wu-Tang Forever. And as a as a lifelong Wu-Tang fan, like, I stand for Wu-Tang. I had the Wu-Tang video game, son. Like, it, <laughs> my mom was like, why do you want that? I was like, because I do. Just get it. Okay. <laughs> So it was a fighting game. It was so trash. But still, I still had it though. I don't care. So um, listen, not many people can bring together uh, the members of, of, of Wu-Tang, but he did. To include Ghostface Killer, Raekwon, Jizza, Rizza, Method Man, Respect of Death. Like, listen, if you can't get with it, then shut up. <laughs> Capadonna. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Logic. Stop hating. Stop hating. It will be remembered, sir. Stop hating. <laughs> I love riding to the song. Shut up, no you know. <laughs> I'm hating. 
I'm just saying, this this song is literally like 15 minutes long. Not really, I'm exaggerating. It's like it's it's, it's a good eight minutes long. It's a good eight minutes. That's because they have 19 motherfuckers on it. Because you know Wu Tang had so many people, but if he hadn't bought Wu Tang together for this song, I probably wouldn't respect it. But the fact that he did, I'm just like, oh, thank you. My childhood is now complete. <laughs> In continuation of the logic appreciation segment. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are not uh, familiar with logic. And um, I figured I would play one more song that he did with Jordan Lucas. I actually really like this song. Some people weren't feeling it, but I was. So, oh, well, I'm going to play it because <laughs> I feel like playing it. <laughs> it is him featuring... Featuring Joyner Lucas, excuse me. It's uh, called ISIS. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or better known as ADHD, is a mental disorder that affects an individual's ability to focus, causing them to move around more frequently. They may also have trouble controlling their impulsive behavior. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta work on your impulse. One time for the praying on my downfall. Two times for the homies in the child hall. Three times for the... What you know about the child hall, nigga? When they really should get out more. Four times for the days that were all bad. Five times for the... They call back. Six times for the kids like me. I hate that I can't find the dirty version of the both Joiner and Logic snapped on this shit. When I'm feeling, when I'm in an aggressive mood, I listen to a lot more hip hop. And today I was feeling mad aggressive. Like I was about to slap the fuck out of a couple people. They don't even know they were dangerous. I'm not even gonna lie. Not even gonna lie. Hey. I miss New York so much. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I don't really miss LA, but I miss New York. I don't know why. Maybe because I, I don't know. Maybe because I was in college. I don't know, but I miss LA. Well, no, I miss New York. I always be from LA, but I really do miss New York. New York was Really nice. The the video was interesting too. Like it, it really was, but. That was Logic featuring Joyner Lucas with uh, Isis, which I don't know why they named the song Isis, but, you know, have a blast, <laughs> young people. <laughs> so I'm going to play a couple more songs. Well, just one more. Since I was kind of on a Wu-Tang thing going on there, um, a friend of mine sent me an album by a group I had never heard of called Second Generation Wu. She knows I'm a hip-hop head, and she was like, oh, guess what? <laughs> I was like, all right, what's up? What's good? So, I don't know if these niggas are, like, kin to uh, to Wu-Tang, or if they're, like, cousins or some shit. I'm guessing, you know, if they were just heavily influenced, I'm going to have to do some a little bit more research. I see uh, a couple rappers, in, let me see here, Intel. Wrong, what Sun God, Young Dirty Bastard, interesting, <laughs> interesting uh, name there. Um, so yeah, this is Weapon X. You can tell I'm really missing. 
bitch And when they see me They don't know me Niggas need classes Then I hit them with that mm-hmm. This is, you know, boom bap At its core Put your seatbelt on Cause we be crashing Fry life Niggas stuck mm-hmm. in the moment Also trash shit Purple rose White bandanas Fake the black shit They blowing up This way the car show With the matches The shit gon' get realer I'm Just, I, I, I appreciate it To be honest Some shit about the I ran to this. I ran faster. Because <laughs> I felt like I was in danger. Yo, on this team, like I was in danger. I'm not gonna lie. actually pretty dope that was second generation woo their the name of the album is called hereditary and that was weapon x off of their uh i suppose it's a debut album but anywho moving on to the pop and bop segment the pop and bop segment is the segment where we discuss all things pop culture politics news media and unless I don't even want to say unless you were living under a rock because that is very cliche and also untrue because I feel like even if you were living under a rock, you would have heard about the fucking inauguration. So I could think of no better song to bring in the inauguration than FDT by YG. Okay, listen, the, the entire country basically said, Since we know how you really get, we going to get these motherfuckers. We're going to get these motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck down, Trump. Ha! Yeah, fuck down, Trump. The entire yeah, na- uh, the entire yeah, nation basically said that. except for the you know the yeah, yeah, 70 million that voted for him fuck y'all too just yeah. like, not really but still I like sort of. my folks but I don't like you all He's, the niggas in the hood want to fight on. hold on I'm gonna have to stop it there he said I like white folks but I don't like you that's pretty much how I feel yo like I got a lot of friends that are of all races all ethnicities all sexual orientations sexual practices um from all walks of life uh, you know i served in the military you got to meet people you got to learn people you got you, you're just gonna you're gonna meet people who are different than you and you learn that a lot of the shit that we were taught is bullshit and guess what i like a lot of white people but i don't like you so <laughs> fuck, fuck that nigga i just don't i don't, I don't like what he what, how he Surprise was talking he was talking a little bit too crazy yeah, he listen, he was. Yo, uh, why is he trying to tell us? <laughs> so don't let that nigga win. He had cancer. Look, I, whether or not you agreed with some of the shit that he did uh, politically, which I don't know. You know, everybody has their, their way of thinking and, you know, they might see things a different way. And I get that. But he was very divisive. And I just want everybody who voted for him, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, just think, are we in a better place than we were in 2016 or are we worse off? And if you think that we're worse off, then, you know, I, I just want you to do an assessment. That's all I'm saying. Just do an assessment. You ain't got to do too much. I'm not asking for a lot. Just do an assessment. So, ding dong. That nigga up out of the White House. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye, boo. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Oh, Dorito dust. Cheeto chip looking ass. I'm so glad. I'm not going to lie. I'm lying on my feet. 
today because he's no longer in the White House. I'm not I, I'm not worried anymore of, you know, the commander in chief of the U.S. Armed Forces tweeting out something that could land us in World War Three. I think I can rest a little bit easier because of that. A lot of people think that, you know, when you say that you're being like facetious or you're being extra dramatic or whatever. And it's like, no, this nigga was literally tweeting out shit that could that ha had consequences. It's like he didn't really fully understand the weight of the presidency. And he probably didn't because, to be honest with you, I kind of think he just ran as a publicity stunt. To be, That's kind of how I feel about it anyway. But <laughs> I'm just happy that he's no longer with us. I mean, like, well, in terms of, you know, being the president, I just don't want him to be the president. You go on, live your life, go to Mar-a-Lago and do what you do, uh, annoy people down there in, 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 in central Florida, but just, you know, don't be, don't have the codes, bro. Like, like I don't want him to have the codes to the fucking nuclear weapons. That's all I'm saying. Like he's a little too volatile for that. His, his temper, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never, I have like a few Geminis who I love and then there's some Geminis that are like a little bit, you know, they're, you never quite know who you're going to get that day. That's, I feel like he's that one. <laughs> there's some Geminis that are real, you know, they're real stable, they're real placid. It's, it's cool, you know what I mean? But there's some other Geminis where you're like, okay, I don't know who I'm going to get from minute to minute. So, and, and that was him obviously but he was it wasn't just his zodiac sign he was also just a toxic person and a toxic human being and you could tell by the attrition rate that they had going on in the white house like if the white house were a company it would it would literally get one star on yelp it would be like you know very ghetto do not recommend like don't even put in your applications this because i mean if you just look at how many chiefs of staff and yeah, uh, you know, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State, Secretary, you know, all these high up positions that you're supposed to get vetted for. Look at how many people that they they literally said, "Listen, I can't fuck with you." <laughs> so, I th I feel like we all should have known that we were in trouble when when General James Mattis, Jim Mattis is what some newscasters call him, General Mad Dog Mattis, Saint Mattis to uh, us, some a lot of us U.S. Marines. When he said, I can't fuck with you no more, we should have been like, you know what? <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, I retired in 2017. Or retired early, but I retired uh, in 2017. And I served underneath three U.S. presidents. I don't even know how many presidents that he's served underneath. And for him to say, hey, listen, this motherfucker right here <laughs> does not have the best interest of the country at heart. I feel like everybody should have been like, oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. So, I mean, he's one of those people that I used to actually quote at the bottom of emails and stuff like that. You know, some people have quotes. Um, he has some really good ones. One of the quotes that I actually had at the bottom of, I actually had two. I used to switch them up at the bottom of my emails. One of them said, you know, be, be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everybody that you meet. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, literally, because I mean, when you're in, and this is more for people who are in the trenches or whatever, but when you are in a situation like that in a hostile environment, you have to always be on your toes. To me, that's what that, that quote says, be, always be on your toes. Uh, another quote that I used, that I had at the bottom of my emails, it says, I come in peace. 
I didn't bring a artillery and I'm pleading with you with tears in my eyes. If you fuck with me, I will kill you. <laughs> That's some Marine shit. I'm not going to lie. If you don't have any Marines, like if you don't have any Marines in your life <laughs> that can express to you the fucking amazingness of that quote i don't know that's this next this next level because to me and to to give some context when he when he made that quote what he was saying was hey listen i don't want to be here like i don't want to hurt you like i'm not here to actually hurt you but if you fuck with me <laughs> if you push my hand nigga we can get it popping up in here right now okay <laughs> So, um, I feel like, uh, that speaks to like the warrior monk that he really is like, you know, uh, pray for peace, but prepare for war type mentality, which has always kind of been my philosophy on life. You know what I mean? Like, anyways, so when he said, I can't fuck with you, <laughs> when he said, listen, I, this, this one right here, this is a no go. Listen, I can't, I don't know what everybody else was thinking, but I was thinking, oh my God, we're fucked. <laughs> so, so uh, as a nation, we pretty much told uh, Donald Trump to get the fuck up out of here. And I'm happy. I mean, there were 70 million of y'all that still voted for him. And, you know, that's your prerogative, whatever. I don't understand why, but that's another topic for another day. Um, <laughs> Senator, now Vice President, my Vice President is black, honey. Vice President... Kamala Harris uh, was sworn in as the 46th vice president of the United States. Listen, a very big day. And yes, I was wearing my Tiffany pearls, honey, down to the workplace. My my earrings, my necklace, and my and my uh, my bracelet. Uh, shout out to my husband; he's amazing <laughs> for for getting me some, uh, some actual pearls. Not for the day; it was you know a birthday gift, but still. Anywho, uh, I just, I had to wear my pearls in support of her. So, um, you know, she is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And that's why, you know, it was like the pearls and the chucks. She's known, she's known for wearing the pearls and the chucks. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me be present and accounted for, honey. So that's, uh, you know, she looked lovely in her purple coat. Another Libra queen. The Libras was showing up and showing out this week. Okay. We're going to get into two more Libras here in a second. I just wanted to note that the real story here was Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama looked amazing. And don't get me wrong, J-Lo looks great. You know, Lady Gaga sang her face as we knew she could. Why do they still keep booking J-Lo for singing, singing stuff? Don't get me wrong, that's not shade. Because J-Lo is a legend, an icon even. She's a fantastic performer. Some people would even put, them, put her on their Mount Rushmore for performers not me but some people and I'm not mad at those people but vocals she's not the strongest vocalist and that's just those are just facts there were other there were other names that could have come up I'm just saying the other names uh, but but Lady Gaga did sing her face she's <laughs> as we know she could I mean she looked that bird though I don't know what was going on with that bird that bird was working <laughs> my nerves <laughs> That bird looked like, I mean, it was very reminiscent of Hunger Games. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> That's what she reminded me of. But anyway, it's, it's all good. 
Um, but Michelle, Michelle came down looking like just something out of a black 70s superhero movie. My God, like that's when niggas used to get dressed back in the 70s. They used to get dressed back in the 70s. That's that's what she looked like to me. Like like them old pimp movies where the pimp had on the same color, like everything down to the socks, down to the shoes. Like even the ring had the same st- gemstone in it. I bet she had on rubies, nigga. Like it, it just looked, she just looked so good. And that, and that weave, I know she had some tracks in. I could see him. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew she had some tracks in. Weave was pressed and curled to perfection, honey. Fashion, honey. <laughs> She was, I mean, she was serving Vogue, honey. She was serving face, serving fit, serving the pants. The pants was pressed impeccably. Even the wind was, the wind was blowing and her curls were saying, not today, Satan. (laughs) We will remain curled. Okay. Listen, the rest of the girl's hair were looking a mess by the end of the day, but not Michelle's. Michelle's was still pressed for the gods, honey. It was still looking fantastic. I, I, I live. I really did. I I enjoyed her. Barack looked good too. (laughs) He had his hair. You could tell he had a fresh cut. You know, it was a fresh season. This is what it was. It was a fresh season. But, um, but Michelle, she, she served. She served face, honey. She served hair. She was. She gave the people a moment. She came down them stairs like, oh my god, I don't even know. It was crazy. Yes. Anyways, so anyway, I just love seeing her. She's forever my first lady. Uh, Melania been done with with Trump, and and I'm sure she's very you know very lovely lady. But this bitch doesn't stop posing for pictures and everything. She. Got on up in that in that limo and was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> Y'all have a blast. <laughs> but my forever first lady came down and served. And I'm and let me take something. I live, honey. I live. So moving on to the next, uh, the last topic for the pop and bop segment. The versus battle. Um I was looking forward to this. I was. I was. Um, because I'm an, I'm an eighties baby that grew up in the nineties. I you know, came of age in, in the nineties. And so Ashanti and Keisha Cole have pieces of my heart. I don't know what the fuck this was. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck this was, but this was not at all what I envisioned. And I get that, you know, we're in a pandemic he, uh, Ashanti had COVID twice because she was out here jet setting and, you know, she can't sit still. You know, these, these are both two Libras. They can't sit still, which is another thing. If y'all thought two Libras was going to show up on time, no, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Again. <laughs> listen, my friends used to lie to me like, hey, listen, we're going to need you here by eight. I get there at 815. Hey, I thought we was leaving. Yeah, it was 830. <laughs> so uh, I'm much better now. Much better now, but yeah, no. Uh, what's it called Keisha Cole? She was like an hour and some change late. It's crazy. I feel like I'm much more of the Ashanti brand Libra now, which is the you know kill them with kindness. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna look cute in my diamonds and you know and and sing my face and it's gonna be great. That's that's that that's more of the Ashanti Libra. That I appreciate her. She represented uh, Keisha Cole. I don't know. I don't know, sis. Keisha calls it was it was just too much. She was a little too tipsy for me for for being on camera. But that's another topic for another day. But 
The thing that I had about this was the sound. I could get over all that. I could get over the being late. I could be get over, you know, Keisha Cole trying to monopolize, you know, things and, you know, Ashanti having to stand her ground in her very Libra way. Okay. Like I just, Keisha Cole was like, I'm going next. She was like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not, sis. No, you're not. <laughs> but what I can't get over is the Zoom-like sound quality that was given to us, presented to us as the general public, as the consumers. Listen, Swiss, Tim, I'm going to need you to get this shit together because let me tell you something. What I won't be doing is listening to fabulous, fabulous music sounding like, sounding like a phone call. What the fuck was this? What was this? Listen, both of these ladies have hits. Both of them have hits, plural, that knock. Nigga, this shit should have been hidden. It, I should have had to, my husband should have come in the room and told me to turn my shit down. But that's not what happened. You know why? Because it was the, the it wasn't, it wasn't slapping. Come on, how you gonna, how you gonna have this sounding like a Zoom call? Come on now. Kanye West on the track by the Oh, Kanye? No. On. My walls should have been rattling. <laughs> she's a moody leaf. Come on. I'm gonna just let this rock. I, I, I'm, I'm being honest. Mm. I mean, come on. He won't call her. We need communication, fellas. And ladies, I changed my mind. <laughs> I should have listened. My 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 wall should have been rattling, nigga. Like 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 they should have been. It should have been a problem in this bitch, but it wasn't because the sound was trash. Okay, the sound was awful. Was god awful. I just can't get over it. It was. Absolutely awful. Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole has some absolute hits that I just, oh, I just couldn't do it. Halfway through, I turned it off. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, you know what? I'll see whatever y'all talk about down to the timeline because what I won't be doing is sitting here and listening to y'all disrespect music that I love. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Listen, if you never heard this song, she, this needs to be on your fucking playlist. Okay? Um, you're welcome, sis. Oh my god, listen. This video too? Keisha was looking fine. It's fine. F O I N E. Okay. She was looking amazing in this video. I forgot how long this intro is. This shit is long as fuck. Long as fuck. B L. I was trying to listen to that like it was a fucking Microsoft Teams meeting. 
No, 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 no. You got the game fucked up. No, I was not finna sit up there and not be able to hear them 808s hitting like they're supposed to be hitting, okay? As intended, okay? So no, I'm not finna do that. And I, I will say this, Ashanti, Ashanti got some hits too. So I don't, I mean, if you thought that I was finna just, you know, just let this, yeah, just not, come on. you want from me you want me to sit there for two hours and and, and, and watch y'all fuck up greatness no i have better things to do with my time i can i can listen to them part of iphone this beat is too hard for it to, for me to not hear the bass you're insane and i wasn't the only person that was feeling this way okay let me tell you something cat sis get down please i'm just gonna need everyone involved with verses if anybody if if you if you know anybody like click <laughs> subscribe share this share this this podcast and please tell them to get the sound together because they cannot be fucking up great lists like that this is i'm sorry but as a music lover i sh- i can't do it i can't it the sound was just, it was so poor. And I understand that, you know, they couldn't be in the same location and yada, yada, yada. Y'all could have figured some shit out. Like, get, y'all are y'all are millionaires. You, you, you're literally paid to think. Think some, think of some shit. That's all I'm saying. Just think of some shit. Because this was this was not it. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't do this next time. Don't do this next time. I need the sound to be sounding like it was on the E-40 and fucking Too Short Battle. Okay. Lord have mercy. Anyways, <laughs> got me all riled up. I can't do. I can't deal. Moving on. Moving on to the value added conversation. This is going to be real quick because let me tell you what I'm not trying to do. I'm not trying to be here all night. <laughs> not trying to be here all night. Either. So uh, moving on to the value added conversation. I just want to have a, a really quick conversation about the paralysis of analysis because I feel like a lot of us get caught up in our own heads I know I do and you know I have a lot of friends that you know they are self-professed overthinkers and you know indecisive and you know they have to weigh every single possible outcome and weigh the pros and cons before they actually move on a particular um, decision and I feel like, yes, it's, it's important to do your research. It's important to, you know, understand the pros and cons of whatever decision that you're about to make, whether it's a, a light decision or a heavy decision, you know, like, you know, taking a new job or getting married or, or even just, you know, what you're going to have for lunch that day. But sometimes we get caught up in you know, the analysis of a thing and that causes us to actually not move. And, you know, procrastination, <laughs> procrastinators unite, right? But, but you know, tomorrow. <laughs> and procrastination is the cousin of complacency in my mind. Also, 
I, I heard a quote the other day and it said that the price we pay for procrastination is the life that we could have lived and the dreams that we could have made come true. And it's so, it's so true. There are so many people that had some great ideas, absolutely wonderful ideas. And they stayed ideas because they just, you know, got caught up in the paralysis of analysis. My, my Myself included, I was supposed to been put this shit out a year ago. <laughs> okay. Literally, I, I remember being on calls with my old boss and she was like, hey, what do you got going on? And I had no answer for her, but I knew I wanted to put out a podcast. I just didn't know, you know, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to talk about or, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I had to kind of get out of my own head. And finally, towards the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, like I woke up one day and I was like, what the fuck am I waiting for? Like, no, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. No, it's not going to be perfect. Oh, well. Like, sometimes you got to learn on the fly. Like, when you went to school the first day, did you know everything you were supposed to know? No. That's why you keep going to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you're going you're gonna to mess up. You're, you're going to go through trials and tribulations. If you go back and listen to some of the first shows or first episodes or, you know, first cuts of a track or whatever, it was trash. It was utter fucking trash. Garbage, basura, caliente. Okay, it was absolute garbage. But then they kept working at it. They kept perfecting their craft and they, you know, they kept developing. And then it turned into something beautiful. And I'm not saying I, I would love for this podcast to be in that lane. But what I'm saying is, you know, had I maintained that same mindset where it's got to be perfect when I put it out, then this shit would have never come out. It just would have never come out at all. And so what I want to say to all of you who are listening out there today is, you know, sometimes you just got to, you just got to move and make a decision and let this, let the chips fall where they may, you know, sometimes you just got to say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to, you know, have fun with something. This shit is fun to me. Like, I can't tell. I bought three mics <laughs> because, and and then my husband, it was his crazy self. He he went out and bought one. Shout out, hey honey, <laughs> thank you for the new mic. But you know, I, I'm not getting paid for this. This is a passion project. This is something that I absolutely enjoy and I look forward to doing. But again, had I got caught up in the paralysis of analysis, it would have never come out at all. And sometimes you just have to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to put it out and it's not going to be perfect and we're just going to learn as we go. So I wanted to share with you some um, some tips for combating the paralysis of analysis, okay? Um, the first one would be, ah, sorry, prioritize your decisions. So, you know, not every decision is the same. You know, some some decisions are small and some decisions are are large. And also weigh the impact that the decision that you're making, you know, might have on, you know, uh, your life as a whole. You know, some things that I have done in the past, they might even be, they might be considered ridiculous, maybe even stupid, but... Overall, they enhance my life. 
I'll give you an example. When I got when I was in college, I took an internship with uh, one of my college professors, and my husband at the time didn't quite understand. Well, my husband right now <laughs> he didn't quite understand what like why um, I wanted to take that that position because it, it it required a lot of work and it also you know didn't pay a, a whole lot because this is an internship right and you know I was like well <laughs> I mean for me it was a small decision for him it was a, a large decision because he felt like it you know it was my time was you know I was being torn away you know from the household and all that kind of stuff um but it, it for me I looked at it as exposure um, he didn't particularly agree with, you know, the pay and all the time constraints and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, look, just trust me. Like I, all I know, all I've ever known as an adult is the military and I need to broaden my horizons. So to, uh, to give a little context, my professor, um, was also in the entertainment industry. Her sister was a Grammy uh, nominated artist and uh, what well, is is a Grammy Grammy nominated artist who is now featured on Fox Soul. Selena Johnson is her name, and so I got to work on her team for a little bit for about a year, and it, I'm, honestly, it was one of the dopest years of my life because I realized that my thinking was not large enough. I I realized that my um, the way I perceive things was not on the scale that it needed to be if I wanted to move to the next level. So I say all that to say, even though, you know, some decisions, not everybody's going to understand them. Sometimes you just got to make a move and just go. <laughs> it, might, it might seem like a crazy decision at the time, but you might actually learn and grow from it. So anywho, <laughs> That's the first one. And I know that was like a really weird freaking uh, <laughs> story to give for that one. But eh, what's going on? Anyways, determine the goal for making each decision, right? So my goal with making that decision to uh, become uh, an intern underneath uh, Dr. Celicia Thompson, my goal for that was to just learn. Like, I understood that she was someone who I just needed to, you know, kind of pick her brain, see how she worked, you know, see her work ethic. And guess what? I realized that my work ethic was nowhere near where it needed to be. And, you know, as a result, you know, this podcast was born. I'm in grad school. I'm working full time. I'm real. I'm realizing like, hey, listen, sis, if you want to achieve something that's great, you're going to have to do something out of the ordinary. <laughs> so just understand that, you know, every every decision that you make has a goal. Sometimes the goal is to just have fun and just experience uh, life in a different way or with a different person or, you know, what have you. So, and then another one is, you know, break decisions into smaller steps. Um, breaking decisions into smaller steps kind of helps you work through that decision. We do this all the time. We just don't realize it. Um, and also, um, the number four is forget perfection. This is, this is, <laughs> it's important to for, for 
perfection can actually be like a cage. I know a lot of people hear um, or say, oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a perfectionist and it's like a compliment. But for me, I kind I used to see it as a compliment. I did. But I don't see it like that anymore because I realized that the perfection is an illusion. Nothing is per, is perfect, even when it looks perfect on the outside. Um, you know, a lot of things have a perfect aesthetic, but they don't function perfectly. You know what I mean? Relationships are a great example of that. People are a great example of that. Um, you know, households, a house can look beautiful on the outside and, and be absolute trash on the inside. It's, it's, you know, perfection is really an illusion. I, I don't want to be perfect. I want to be flawed. I want to, I want people to understand that, yes, I'm a, a regular individual too, with my faults and, you know, my flaws and all that kind of shit. And, and so are, and, and the rest of us are as well. You know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. It's okay to be imperfect. We live in a world where right now it's like everybody has to be perfect. And it's like, no, no one is fucking perfect at all. Like people expect you to be like perfectly developed at 22. What? Like this generation would have never allowed Malcolm Little be to become Malcolm X. And yes, I stole that quote from Charlamagne and God don't care. Whatever. I cited him. So, you know, get over it. But it's true. They would have never. They'd have been like, I mean, why are you robbing niggas and, and, and fucking white women? Oh, well, so. <laughs> and now he's talking about black empowerment. And now he's trying to better his community and his life and everything like that. You got to let people, you know, grow and fail and make mistakes and, and all those kinds of things. Like perfection is, is overrated. It really is. So, yeah, no, forget that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anywho. Moving on, last but not least, it's important to put a good amount of pressure on yourself, a healthy amount of pressure on yourself, but not too much. Not not to the point where you're waking up at three o'clock in the morning talking about what the fuck do I need to do next? <laughs> no, not good. That's not good. Um, but, you know, put some timelines on, some, on, on your goals. Oh, excuse me. Understand that your goals are achievable, but they should also be big enough to where they kind of scare you a little bit. Like, I I mean, I've heard I've heard quotes before where it's like, if your if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And that's I kind of I, I really do believe that I do. Um, so definitely, you know, take some of those things into consideration the next time that you're you know, analyzing a situation or a decision and you, you find yourself months later looking at a decision like, man, I got to move on this or, you know, it's going to pass me by. I can't tell you how many stocks that I could have come up on that people told me about years ago and I, I didn't move for whatever reason. And, you know, those stocks are worth, you know, quadruple what they are today. Bitcoin being one of them. Like I heard about Bitcoin seven years ago. Like no lie, because I had a friend that was in um, that was in business school in USC, and his professor was like, "Hey, listen, guys, I'm not telling you what to do, but <laughs> this is gonna be the new wave, and you should probably buy some." And you know, me being the skeptic that I am, um, I kind of let that one pass me by. And now the shit is worth like what thirty seven thousand like per Bitcoin. Back in back so seven years ago, I want to say it was like. 
three dollars. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm not saying I'm bitter, but a little bit. So, I mean, and and that's not even just the only one. Like, uh, there's a few. I remember when uh, one of my bosses was buying gold, and then gold went up like six months later, and all that kind of shit. Like, you know, I've I've gotten some real gems, and so like this year. I've actually really decided to, you know, stop holding back. Like, whatever the fuck, if I think it's a good idea, I'm going to roll with it. And that's that's kind of how I feel. Like, even if I lose, eh, it is what it is. I'm not going to do anything stupid, but, you know, I, I don't want to live in fear anymore. And so, the birth of this podcast. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, anywho, if you are someone who suffers from the paralysis of analysis, why don't you send us a uh, send us a message on Instagram at anything about everything pod, or send us an email uh, at anything about everything pod at, at gmail.com and let us know how you get over your analysis paralysis. And now, moving on to the you've got mail segment. Remember to submit your questions to anything about everything pod at gmail.com. That's anything about everything, all one word, pod at gmail.com. And now let's get back to the show. The You've Got Mail segment. Listen, I promise you this is not a sex podcast. <laughs> but y'all, y'all are trying. Y'all are really trying to make it into one. <laughs> so Anyways, we got two questions, and I, I want to preface these questions by saying, um, I want y'all to have an open mind, okay? Have an open mind. We don't kink shame here, and we don't shame other people's, um, other grown folks' style of living, okay? I understand that some of y'all are very vanilla out there and very conservative, and that's fine, you know, me, you know, yourself, it's fine. But my, me, myself and who I am, I, I really like to be open to hearing other people's perspectives and seeing other, the way other people live. And then, you know, providing some sort of perspective uh, or advice for, um, or if they have a question. So the first, the first you've got mail, I'm going to give him a pseudonym. I'm going to call him Magnificent Seven. Hey, Magnificent Seven. So anything about everything. I must say, I really have been enjoying the content that you provide each week. You have turned me on to several new artists and your value-added conversations have been dope. Well, thank you, boo. Thank you. Props to improving on the sound. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, learning and growing, okay? Uh, on the sound quality. I see you, queen. Now... My solicitation of your advice. My girlfriend and I have been in a relationship for three and a half years. She is 34 and I'll be 30, 38 next month. Oh, okay, Aquarius, I see you. Though emotionally, we have been monogamous for the entirety of the relationship, we have, quote unquote, played with other couples and singles. We've had threesomes, both male, male, female, uh, and female, male, female. Uh, and also foursomes and been to sex clubs. Oh, okay. Y'all yeah, with the shits. Um, See, so really with the shits. So my dilemma, my girlfriend now wants to enter into a polyamorous relationship with another woman. And I'm not quite sure about how I feel about it. To be honest, I'm not even sure why I'm feeling this way. 
I'm not particularly the jealous type. Well, I, would say, I would say not. But I can't help but wonder why she suddenly has developed this desire to enter into a relation, an emotional relationship with another woman. She says she misses the bond of a female lover whom she is deeply familiar with. She would like to find a woman whom we can both bond with and yet maintain our relationship bonds. How do I begin to have this conversation? Am I wrong for experiencing feelings of insecurity and jealousy around this new request? Does this mean that she doesn't love me anymore? Thanks for your advice. Magnificent seven. Mag, Maganu. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mag, listen, no, I don't think that it means that she doesn't love you. I don't think anything of the sort, actually. I think that she loves you very much. I think that she loves you to the point where she was able to be 100% completely honest with you, which is hard for people to do. Extremely hard. And I would like to actually commend you on cultivating an environment where she feels comfortable enough to come to you as her man and say, hey, listen, I don't know how you gonna rock with this, but this is how I'm feeling. <laughs> like... Not every man is, first of all, not every man even cultivates that type of relationship with his woman or his person of interest or, you know, person of pleasure or whoever, um, for them to even come to them with this sort of request. A lot of men, a lot of people, not just men, but women and women too, we're guilty of it too, cultivate a, a an atmosphere, an atmosphere of fear within the relationship, meaning will say, just tell me the truth. And it's like, no, nah, nigga, you don't want the truth <laughs> because then you're going to get mad. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother, you know, when you get the truth, there's a whole nother conversation. And so I commend both you and her for even having this level of honesty within your relationship. Now, my critique is that if you are not ready to have hard relationships, advice or not advice, but conversations rather, excuse me. If you're not ready to have hard conversations about what it is that you actually need in a relationship, then you don't need to be in a poly relationship. And that's just facts. And the reason why I say that is because you are already in a monogamish type relationship, uh, with your partner. Um, you guys have, you know, experimented sexually and that's, and that's great. That's fine. But if you're now you're talking about another person coming in who will want to have similar conversations regarding, you know, these uh, regarding emotions, regarding sex, regarding time constraints, all kinds of things like it's hard enough to deal with one person on that level, much less two. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, goodness. You know, uh, it's funny to me, and this is a tangent, but it's funny to me that we put so much pressure on sex, right? You can have great sex with somebody you don't even fucking remember, but the person that you love, you will never forget them. It, it's cr I mean, for real, for real, for real. It's crazy. Um, And, and I've... I'm not saying that your lady is wrong for wanting for you to be able to have a, a serious connection with another woman, a, 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 a connection that she herself also has a, 
um, with another person, that per- that same person, she wants both of you to have a connection with this person so that the sex is like at a heightened level. But I feel like that's a, that's a heavy request of her for you. And if you are not someone who can, you know, break yourself in two in, in terms of emotion, then you may not want to enter into a polyamorous relationship because that's going to, it's and the, and the only reason why I say this is because if you can be um, in a relationship with somebody and, act, and love two people, if you can actually be in community and be like, hey, I love you, I love you. If you can do that, great. But if you can't, then that's you're just not built that way. Some people are built that way where they can literally, hey, I love you and I love you. Okay. I love this guy. I love this guy. I love this girl. I love this girl. I love this person. I love this person, whatever. But if that's not you, then you need to be honest about that and tell her like, listen, maybe she needs to have a a connection with another human being. Maybe she's met someone that, you know, interests her in that way. And maybe if you want to be supportive of that, that's cool. And if you don't, that's cool. But you guys need to have a conversation about that. Because to me, it sounds like she's longing for something and, you know, you might not actually be able to fulfill that need for her. Maybe, or maybe you fulfilling that need for her would to be, to give her the freedom to explore whatever connection that she has established with another human being. And I'll just say this. I understand that that's not a, that's not an easy ask. It's a very hard ask because most of us are selfish as fuck. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Most of us are simply not equipped with the tools to be in a polyamorous relationship. Not that we can't do it, but we can't be honest about about it. A lot of us are selfish. We don't know how to communicate. We're jealous. We, you know, we want what we want and we don't want anybody else to play with our toys. And that's, but, you know, you can't, you, ooh, excuse me, you can't be that way and be in a polyamorous relationship. And so what I'm going to recommend for you is that, A, that you read a couple books. Um, there are a couple books on polyamory that I think you would um, enjoy and would find valuable for your your particular relationship. One of those books is called The Ethical Slut. Um, it's it's about you know non-traditional relationships and how to successfully navigate those relationships. Um, there are a lot of people that you know they're they're not you know trying to be in fully traditional monogamous relationships and that's fine that's absolutely fine but they're 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 being honest about it so um i would definitely recommend that book to you and also i would like to recommend some counseling for you couples counseling but not in not with a not with a counselor who is not familiar with uh you know helping Couples who are in non-traditional relationships, I, I think you should really look up a, a counselor in your area or even outside of your area who is uh, familiar with working with couples who are 
or even throuples. That's a thing too, who are in non-traditional, non-monogamous relationships, open relationships, polyamorous relationships, polygynous relationships. There are, there are a lot of couples out there or a lot of uh, people who are in relationships that they don't necessarily subscribe to the rules of monogamy. And if that's where you're headed, then I would highly suggest counseling for you. I would suggest counseling for anybody anyways, but you know, this, it would kind of just be like a tune up, you know, so that way you guys are able to put all of your cards on the table and move forward in a constructive manner. <laughs> Please do send us an update on this. Cause I, I mean, this was an amazing question and I, I would just like to commend you, sir, for even asking it. Okay. Moving on to the second question. I got to give this person a pseudonym. Hmm. Well, let's see. I don't know. Um, killing the game. All right. So <laughs> killing the game writes, dear anything about everything pod. I've been listening since episode one. It's nice to witness the growth, growth of episode over episode. I'm going to dive right in. So this doesn't get too long. I have a question I want to run by the podcast. But first, I feel it's necessary to give you just a little bit of background. I've been in a relationship for a little over a year. We also live together. It's important to share that we regular, regularly participate in kink and the BDSM lifestyle, specifically Daddy Down Little Girl, which is like, that's when um, uh, a dom and a submissive or a top and a bottom um, you know, it kind of takes the role of like a caretaker relationship, almost like a, you know, but that, anywho. Um, so anyways, that's, that's, that's what that is for the listeners out there. This is a sexual relationship where the dominant male is the daddy figure to a woman that plays the role of a, a younger girl. But so like, you know, of age, but definitely like the authority figure in her life right but we engage in these we only engage in these roles in the bedroom so during the vetting stage of our relationship my partner casually shared that she experimented experimented with sugar babying which is when um you know a per, a, a man usually will dote on a, a young lady or you know a, a lady of interest with gifts and money and, and, and things of that nature. That's called sugaring, right? I didn't see a, I didn't see a big deal at the time. However, I made it clear in my expectations that I am not a sugar daddy and I have no intention of being one. Everything has been really good over the last year. However, I began to notice a trend of her unwillingness to, unwillingness to share, acknowledge, or simply assist with some of the basic maintenance of the house. We both work from home. I'm typically up an hour or two before my shift starts uh, to either prepare breakfast, wash dishes, start a load of laundry, or simply tidy up. Pretty much just to be efficient so life doesn't get overwhelming. My partner wakes up in just enough time to log in for work. So lately I've been thinking that Sugar that the sugar baby experimenting and the possible take care of me mentality that I imagine to be subconsciously present present to pursue such an interest. What do you think? Signed, no caping. 
Uh, wait, that last sentence was a bit weird. So I'm thinking that you're thinking that she is in her mind looking for a sugar daddy to take care of her. Um, I don't think that's what this is particularly. I'm talking about her actions. I think that you guys kind of need to recalibrate the expectations of your relationship. The reason why I say that is because it seems as though you guys might have lost sight of what that is. Or maybe when I say you guys, I mean her. <laughs> um, I think sometimes it's easy for you to kind of let the person who likes to do everything, do everything. That doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be taken care of. It just means that sometimes you see somebody doing things and you're like, well, they're already into it and I'll let them do things. <laughs> but this is why communication is key. Um, not everybody is as considerate as we would like them to be. Like when I see my husband doing things, I usually try to help. Um, my husband is kind of a control freak. So when he's doing something, most of the time, he won't let me help for whatever reason. And that's fine. I usually offer just as the, you know, just as a nice gesture, knowing that he's going to turn me down. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not saying that's what you're doing. Um, not saying that at all. But I think you guys have to have a conversation about what it, what it means to be a partner in life versus just a sexual partner. Because it, it seems like you guys might be very compatible sexually and there needs to be some tuning up in the actual relationship areas uh, in, the, in your day-to-day -day lives together. Because, you know, maybe you're you tend to be more of a morning riser, a morning person, and she seems to not be that way. Um, maybe use some of the lessons that we learn as BDSM pr practitioners and bring them into uh, practice and, you know, in managing the household, meaning, you know, act, discipline and communication and structure. So maybe set a schedule for when she is supposed to do laundry or when she is supposed to cook dinner or when she is supposed to, you know, run to the grocery store and pick up, you know, uh, groceries for the week or what have you. We can't always expect people to be considerate or think about things how we want to think about things how we would like them to think about things. You say you live together. I'm not sure if she lives in your house. She might be seeing it as your house and not the, the house that both of you reside in. You know what I'm saying? Like our house. She might not be seeing it as our house. She might be seeing it as your house. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't walk up into somebody else's house and be like, yo, I'm cooking. Like, you know what I mean? And though you've been in a relationship for about a year and you guys live together, that's actually quite quick. I don't know if you guys, if you know that, but that's a, that's a, that's quite quick. But 
I think it's important to, for you guys to have a conversation about the expectations of living together because being together and living together are two very different things. And sometimes people can get annoying when we live with them. This is why people get into fights over fucking, you know, the, 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 you know, the toothpaste and stuff and, and who put the milk back in the fucking refrigerator and shit like that. Like, even though you guys are, like I said, sexually compatible and that, and, and might I also add that it is absolutely phenomenal that you have found somebody that, you know, can match your sexual energy like that. Because that's not common. It's really not. She has to be able to, to to match your energy and your efforts outside of the bedroom. And so it might require you, you know, <laughs> bringing that up while in the bedroom. I mean, give it, have fun with it. Make it as an, as an incentive. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe practice some little, you know, orgasm denial or something like that because, you know, bitch didn't fucking <laughs> take care of the laundry. I don't know. Have some fun with it. But also bring it up and be like, hey, listen, this is really bothering me. And I would really like it if we could maneuver through our day-to-day lives as partners and not as, you know, this is my house and you just live here. Like if she's... You know, if you guys are going to be partners, then you need to act as such. And, you know, a partner is someone who is going to take out the laundry or take out the trash too and do the laundry and, you know, do the cooking and all that kind of stuff along with you. Um, I would definitely, you know, reiterate to her that you want her to be more than just your submissive. I know you identified her as, you know, the LG or the submissive party in the relationship, but she is being a submissive is is a heavy this a heavy burden to bear, but it's I mean it's a rewarding bear, burden to bear, but it's also a heavy one. Let her know like, "Hey, listen, I appreciate you being my submissive and being with me through this journey." in our, you know, sexual lives, but I also want you to be my partner in my real life as well. And that requires, you know, adding some fucking (laughs) fabric softener to the laundry. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it also requires some forethought. So it's like, if she sees you doing something, just, you know, maybe just ask, Hey, you know, (laughs) would you like some help? That's, that's really, that goes a long way. Sometimes ask just the simple fact that just the simple act of asking the question goes a long way. I would also offer to you that maybe you two need to take the um the uh you know love languages test together and discuss your love languages and maybe that's how you broach the conversation like hey my love language might actually be acts of service and you you doing the laundry for me is you literally showing me love. So um, let me know how that goes. I would love an update on this situation. I love hearing about um, couples in BDSM. Anyways, so that was it for the You've Got Mail segment. Uh, we're going to come back with the wine about it because let me tell you, I have some things to whine about. Moving on to the wine about it segment. Um, I don't know what I actually want to do this segment on because there were quite a few things this week that 
gave me pause, nigga. Like, between the miscommunication at work, which is what I originally uh, planned to do this segment on, and just people genuinely just, or generally not minding their fucking business. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I think I'm going to stick with miscommunication, though. I realized this week why communication is a whole ass major in college. Like you can literally go to school for communication. I didn't realize why. Like at first when I was reading through, you know, the uh, uh, pamphlets for different colleges and universities and I saw communication, I was like, what the fuck? Like who wants to study like how to talk? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense four years ago or However many long ago I years that I started my college career, my academic career. I realized it this week though, why it's important. Because miscommunication is is it causes so much friction between different parties, between different entities, and you don't really realize it until it happens, right? You don't really realize it until you said, well, that shit could have been sent in an email, sis, that, you, that, you're, that you're literally scratching your head. Like, why didn't this bitch just tell me on the front end instead of having me going around and cleaning up shit on the back end? I don't get it. Like, I just don't. It's crazy. So miscommunication, like, I just need some, it, it would just be so wonderful to me. If y'all could just communicate on the front end, I don't care if it's going to piss me off on the front end. I would rather be pissed off on the front end than caught off guard on the back end and then extra duly pissed off. Okay. Like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not going to get into exactly what pissed me off this week at work, but just know it was, it was, it was miscommunication and it could have been alleviated with a simple email. Hey sis, we're sending this out and it's going to affect you personally. And you're going to be getting 30 phone calls today about this email that just went out. And you know what? Congrats to you. <laughs> okay. Or what have you. Or it, I'm just saying, like, it just would have been nice if I would have gotten a heads up. Just a heads up. Let me know I'm getting fucked before you do it. That's all I'm saying. So I can at least feel like I can send it to it. That's all I'm really, that's all I'm saying. Don't, don't fuck me on the back end and just be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> oops, <laughs> I thought you felt that shit going in. No lube, whatever. No, no, that's not what happened. You literally like, if you had just given me the fucking heads up, I'd have been like, oh, okay. You know what? I don't agree with it, but at least I understand. But you coming to you don't you're not even coming to me. Other people outside of the organization coming to me like, hey, we got this email, and you know we would just like to, um, you know, schedule that appointment with you. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there on my desk like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? What email? <laughs> like, it just would have been nice to have a heads up. Just would have been nice, you know, miscommunication, uh, you know. Uh, uh, this week was very interesting for some good reasons and some bad. The miscommunication was definitely the fucking bad. So um, if you are listening and you are a person in leadership, just know that if you are just 
letting your people figure shit out on the back end. They're talking shit about you. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Go to them and tell them what the fuck is going on. I've been a bit, ever since episode one on this motherfucking podcast, I have been a big proponent of people opening their fucking mouths, whether it be about, you know, uh, sex with your partner or, you know, a particular style of music that you like or, you know, just anything. Open your mouths and communicate what you want. Closed mouths don't get fed. That's all I'm saying. Okay. A word of the Lord. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and rocking with me one more time. (laughs) Okay. For episode six. I don't see how people are in the 300s and 500s and shit. Because listen, episode six. This is crazy. this This is nuts. Thank you so much for tuning in and, you know, rocking with us. If you made it to an hour and 30 minutes, <laughs> damn near an hour and 24 minutes of this podcast, kudos to you. Okay. I appreciate you. I really do. Uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Um, you know, let people know that this is, that you, this is what you've been enjoying. If you, if you listen to it in the car, if you listen to it when you're working out, if you listen to it while you're at work, whatever, be sure to like, click or click like and subscribe and share this podcast because it's really all about adding value and I'm sure there are a lot of people that can benefit from the conversation of the paralysis of analysis um I know when I heard this on clubhouse it was it was life-changing like it was literally like a put the podcast out this moment it was it was literally that so um you know please do like click subscribe share this podcast all right so um thank you remember if you have any questions submit your questions to anything about everything pod at gmail.com that's anything about everything pod at gmail.com and it's important to remember the questions if it's not adding value then why are we doing it? And if we're not adding value to someone's life, then why are we there? Just a couple of questions to think about. I've always tried to add value, even if it's at the smallest, uh, you know, the the, the smallest measure (laughs) possible. I've always tried to add value to the people who I come in contact with. So, you know, that's just my little, you know, my way of impacting the universe or you know the world even if i can't impact the world on a grand scale because i'm not you know my my voice doesn't have that reach i can impact the people that are around me in a positive way and that's my goal all right y'all till next time peace